0: Welcome back. Today, we get to talk about the joys, the challenges of applying for graduate school, and let me tell you, it is rough. For those of you who do not know, I'm a sophomore in college. I am studying to be a physician assistant, and I am looking to apply to graduate school come the spring of my junior year, so spring of 2021. Yeah, it seems like it's a very far time, like, to apply. Like, I have a lot of time. I don't need to be stressed. I don't need to worry. But there is a lot to do before the applications are due for schools. And it's so time-consuming. It is so hard. And especially if you don't have the right guidance, the right support system. It's just all going to end... Feel like it's ending very badly. So... I'm here to tell you the complete, honest, relatable truth about applying, about the process, how stressful it is, and just, you know, remind you that if you ever have a moment of self-doubt, confusion, or anything, like second-guessing your career choices, because I have definitely done that, you just gotta take each day one step at a time and you're going to get through it. So we might as well get through the podcast. So let's get into it. So like I was saying, the whole process is just really stressful. A lot of people don't realize that. And like I didn't realize that until my freshman year. You know, the first first semester I was in this one class. And he wanted us to do a project where we researched and looked up three different graduate programs that we were interested in. And what their criteria was, like, what their prerequisite course is. Like, I had to have this many hours of anatomy and physiology and this many hours of community service and job shadowing. And I have to have letters of recommendations. And I remember doing that project and just sitting there like, what am I getting myself into? Is this what I want to do? Am I sure I'm good enough? I always second guess myself with everything and I know it's so bad, but you know, it kind of pushes me to continue to do what I do. You know, I I second guess myself, but I also realize that this is what I want to do. I want to help people, I want to be in the medical field, and this is what it's gonna take, and I'm up for the challenge, and I really hope you are too, because you definitely need to have a good head on your head on your shoulders and be able to get through anything life or school throws at you. When I say I have not had a lot of support or a lot of guidance in the past like year and a half of being here at college, I would try and talk to my advisor and talk to other administrators and be like, what do I need to do? Like how can I do this? Like how do I reach out to a hospital to volunteer and Where do I begin? Because I was a little 18-year-old freshman and I didn't know what I was doing. And, like, that's common, you know. And I really think that schools who expect to have, like, their students go into graduate programs, they need to have better resources. My one um, professor made the comment saying how a lot of the students who graduate from my university don't make it through grad school. And it scared me almost. I didn't want to be a statistic. I didn't want to be one of those people who didn't make it through grad school because this is my career. If I don't make it through grad school, I can do nothing because my undergrad degree is not applicable. You can't go and get a job with the degree I'm going for because it's a concentration-based I'm concentrating in physician assistant studies. So it was really hard to hear that, you know, put that little bug in the back of your head. Like, you got to get your stuff together and go for it. I mean, you got to sometimes just put your head down and grind. And, yeah, you don't want to study every single night. But, you know, this is all going to pay off. And, again, it's stressful. But you want to look good on the application. You want to be an... overall well-rounded student and know what you're doing and know what you're talking about because it's really important and anything you do not even like if you're going to medical school or pa school or anything like if you're going to school for psychology if you want to grad school for business like you want to be at the top of your game because again this is your career and you should want to go into it with 110% like confidence with what you are doing and so I know for me that is like one of the biggest things is like I have to keep reminding myself you got this like you got to get through the stress you got to get through everything like it's all going to be okay and you know managing stress is a process and I mean stress is defined as a process by which we perceive and respond to events called stressors which can be catastrophic life changes or like transitions like moving um simply and simply daily, daily hassles like losing your keys and missing an alarm in the morning and like those can just trigger an emotional response and then there's definitely ways to handle stress and Not let it, let it to affect you because it, stress can easily Mm -hmm. change your physical, like physically affect your body. Um, It can increase your blood pressure. It causes hypertension. In severe cases, it could cause heart attack. And like, I'm not saying that to like scare you, but like, this is serious. Stress can also cause inflammation, causing attacks on your wet blood cells. So, yes, you can get sick from being too stressed. Like, that's literally a thing. Because when I say like, there's ways to manage or cope with stress, like there are in like, my one class we talked about. We had a whole unit on stress, and it was the best thing ever. And she told us two different ways to cope. And one was called Problem Focused. And the other one was an emotional-focused coping. And the problem focuses where you're trying to alleviate stress by changing the stressor. And, like, one way is just, like, lowering your expectations. Like, you can't get 100% in all of your classes. Like, life is hard. You got to just accept it, and you know. Uh-huh. But some of these, like, the ways you can change that, like, to change those um, stressors or, like, time, working on your time management, because I know that was a big issue for me, you know, I was like, oh, I'll just do this later, I'll just keep putting it off, you know, I put off making this podcast because it was just one thing that I didn't think was more serious. The other way, again, is the emotional focus coping, and that's where you, attempt to alleviate stress by avoiding or ignoring the stressor and more focus on your emotional needs that are related to the stress and like but seeing these challenges as gifts like these are here to help you and you can do this by exercise meditation or napping which is one of my favorites i swear like there's ways to get around it like you don't want to want to let stress build up and keep building and then you're gonna have a breakdown and we are all for mental health here, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, stress is a big thing when it comes to, like, college and applications, and sometimes stress affects different, like, people differently, like, I know I get really stressed out, and I let it bottle up, because I'm just like, oh, I gotta get through it, I gotta get through it, but, like, others are just like, oh, like, it's okay, like, it'll happen, you know, So some of the things I have to do before my application is due for grad school is uh, there's minimum GPAs between your overall GPA and your science GPA. And a lot of the schools I'm looking at, that's a 3.2, but a lot of the schools average at a 3.5 to a 3.6 for the incoming class. And that's all based on a 4.0 scale. And so, like, my freshman year, my GPA was, it wasn't bad, but it was a rough transition. And I finished my first semester with a 2.8, and then my third semester with, like, a 2.75. So, overall, I finished my freshman year with a 3.1. Again, that's not terrible, but, like, that's not where I wanted to be, and I took it out of myself. I was so down. I was, like need to do better, I need to do better, but we got time. Um, I have to do a lot of internships, job shadows, volunteer hours. I have to be in contact with patients, and that's really hard when you are not certified in anything, you don't have a license. Like Working in the medical field is so strict. It's so hard to do, but I think I called 12 different doctor's offices asking them to shadow or volunteer or work in like one day, and I think two of them told me to call them back at a later date, and then I still didn't get anything. Thankfully, I know a lot of family and friends who work in the medical field, so they were able to reach out to their like supervisors and their friends, and I got a couple of shadows lined up for my winter break. Um, but with that being said, then I have to go and do these 12 hour shifts and I can't work all the time and you don't get paid to do a job shadow, at least not where I'm from. So it really depends. Like you really got to push through the whole thing. Like I have to have anywhere between four hundred and six and six hours, 600 hours of patient care and job shadowing hours for the schools I'm looking at. So some of the schools I'm looking at, just to give you a reference, um, there's a University of Texas Health in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I'm looking at Mercer's University, which is where I'm at, I am at. now. Um, they do have a PA program. I'm looking at Baylor College in Texas, and yeah, I'm looking at schools in Texas because you know that's where I want to end up after school, like after I graduate and all. Um, my boyfriend and I, we fell in love with it down there. We both have family down in Texas and it's a it's a hard change to think of, but I'm really excited and I can't wait to see if that actually happens. Um but my my next topic I wanted to talk about was like the relationships you have now and how those may change, how those may not be existent. I mean it's all a change, it's all a process, but you guys so keep in mind that this is for you, and if they can't support you in what you want to do, then, well, then they shouldn't be a part of your life, but my boyfriend is moving to Texas in the spring of 2020. I don't graduate my undergrad until spring of 2022, so we will be doing a long distance relationship for two years because I refuse to transfer schools from my undergrad because it's so hard. I would pretty much be starting over and he doesn't want to stay up here. He has a job lined up and, you know, I respect it. It's, it's his future. That's what he wants to do, but it's hard. And so doing a long distance relationship on top of all the other stress you're feeling of, you know, trying to get through each day, trying to finish, trying to get good grades and you're stuck in school and, you know, it's hard. And, you know, that's that's part of life, though. Um, you can't keep someone from doing what they want to do just like how they can't keep you from doing what you want to do. It's, again, a process. You have to find and do what works for you at first. And if they fit into that equation then that's great, you know, like, it's not going to be easy, um, you really just got to find those people who are there to support you, or there to push you along the journey and everything, um, so yeah, he's moving in spring of 2020, and so you add that stress on top of the stress of, you know, finals week, and just making sure I'm staying on track with classes and with my out like shadowing hours and volunteering and staying on top of my assignments because College is hard. College classes are hard. Um, I'm in a lot of science classes and Yeah, I I enjoy it. But some days I definitely question what I am doing with my life Um, So yeah, you know just sitting and talking with someone like I sat and talked with my psych professor and I didn't realize how much I needed to talk to her. Just her telling me her viewpoint on it that really helped me. Like, okay, like, yeah, it might be a little over dramatic here, but you know, I say he's the love of my life, and yeah, someday I do hope that we do have a future together, and I hope this all works out. But again, it's a process, and you gotta learn to take each day one step at a time. You know, each day's a new day. You gotta just wake up and go through the motions. And yeah, I sound like my mom right now about <laughs> lecturing. But so yeah, I mean, between stress relationships, and you know, relationships don't just necessarily mean like your significant other, like your parents most mainly if you're going to grad school, you're moving out of state, you're moving to far distances. Because you're going to go to a program that a accepts you because I mean, the school the you, the San Antonio school I'm looking at, they get over a thousand applications a year. They only interview about 150 and they probably only accept about 40. Like that is insane. So yeah, you're you're pretty much gonna go to the place that gives you the first like, hey, we want you to come here. And you're like, all right, well, I guess I'm moving to Minnesota or I'm moving to Alaska. Like, (laughs) no, I don't, I don't think anyone would do that, but you never know. Like, it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be hard. Like, it's probably your first time, like, truly being away from your family, unless you went really far for your undergrad. I personally live 40 minutes away from where I grew up for college. Like, But it was good for me. I didn't want to go long distance right away. But, yeah, so, like, that's all new. And, like, your friends that you made in high school, like, yeah, you see those relationships, like, kind of dwindling when you get to college because, like, you guys are doing your own thing. You're meeting new people. And I am very thankful to have my two best friends, three best friends from high school, you know. Um, It's going to be hard moving from college to wherever with the friends I make here like I have some amazing people like I'm best friends with my roommate like that's all I'm trying to yeah you try not to think about it now because like okay I have like two years like it'll be fine but it's it is it's going to be fine it's going to also be hard because those were your people like if you pick up and move somewhere new you're pretty much you start over again And again, it's hard. It's hard being that new person. It's hard making new friends and um, creating those new relationships with people and keeping the ones that you have and making sure everything's all happy. Go lucky. (laughs) I mean, but yeah, so relationships, stress, any requirements needed for grad school, your undergrad classes, Standardized testing. I don't know for you, I know for me, I just have to take the GRE, which is the graduate readiness exam. Um, If you're going into med school, you have to take like the MCAT, just a medical based one. Um, I know after grad school, I'll take um, it's called the PANTS, it's a test for physician assistance. Um, There's all sorts of ones. I know my roommate's a psychology major and so she has to take a the GRE and a psychology readiness exam or something like that. Like, she has to take two before she can go off into grad school. Uh, so, you know, worrying about those, worrying when to take those, and I think my only advice for those would be I personally want to take it as early as I can, so I'm probably going to take it over the summer before my junior year, and then – I'll have, like, the fall and winter to retake it if I need to before I apply in the spring. And just for me, like, I'm not a big standardized test taker. I'm never a good test taker. So if I don't do well or if I think I could do better, I want to do it. So I'm proficient in a way. And just so I feel more confident in... In my score, and you know, knowing that is the best I can do. Um, so yeah, that's like my only advice. Is like, and if you if you can't afford to take it early, if you can't afford to do it twice, or don't have the time to, then don't. Like, do whatever works for you. That is just what I'm doing, and I think that's going to be the best for me. Um, get the GRE or whatever test you're taking. They always have study books on Amazon. Go to your library. They have some here at Mercyhurst. Um, you know, just you use your resources. There's websites if you just Google like GRE practice practice exams and all of this. they will give you sample questions. Um, I forget the website name, but like they there's places that just give you daily questions and you have to answer them. Um, it's those little things that you can implement implement those into your daily routine and I think that will be perfect. So yeah, that concludes all I have to say. So, I mean, if you have anything to say, add or just want to say hi, comment down below or send me a message. Um, I had fun recording this for you guys. I hope this helped you guys out so a little bit at least, um, but just remember, you know, life is stressful. School is stressful, but take it one day at a time find friends find a professor find someone who you can go to and you don't even have to talk about the issues going on just have a conversation it will be the best thing ever for you um so yeah with that being said hope y'all have a great week thanks for listening